I want to ask everybody that's listening right now, do me a huge favor since it's social media day. Tweet it or share it. Yeah. So other people can hear it and, and see it and enjoy it. Because if you enjoyed it, please share it and give the value to others. I would greatly appreciate it. Brilliant. Welcome to the first global social media spotlight with me, Stacey Chadwell, and Keith Keller. So, Keith, hey, thanks for joining us tonight. How are you going? How are you going? We, we've known each other for such a long time, and it's so exciting. Today is Social Media Day, Global Social Media Day. It's Thursday in Australia. It's Wednesday in the US and you're getting tomorrow's information today. Today is Global Social Media Day. I thought it would be fun to start a new podcast called The, the Social Media Spotlight. I normally talk about Twitter, but now I've decided, you know what, there's 12 social media sites, what I'm now jokingly calling the dangerous dozen, and it's dangerous because it's impossible to keep up. And I want to talk about what they are and how that works in the coaching world. And if you're, if you're actually a coach in the online space, how can you use these social media sites to get more business, to get more exposure, to share the message, to, uh, to run workshops? To, and the whole world has changed in the last few years. And, and we're actually recording this on a program called Zoom which allows you to do video and audio. We're choosing only to, to record the audio today. But the world is changing and the world of coaching is changing. And, and you're noticing this too, aren't you? Oh, yeah. It's changed a lot in the last three years. And Keith's been catching me up on all the, the goodies that have happened in the social media world while I was uh, away. Tell us a little bit about these dangerous dozens. This whole idea of clustering things came about when I talked about the social six. And then there was the Magnificent Seven, and then there was the Awesome Eight. And then I thought, this just keeps going. I've actually already coined the phrase the Fabulous 14, because <laughs> eventually there's going to be two more that are being, you know, being invented now, and they'll come. Because it was only 12 months ago I was interviewed about the Awesome Eight, and now we're up to the Dangerous Dozen, and it's sooner we the Terrific 20. But right. there's, there's 12 social media sites that people are using every day. So the key question there is, in a world where there are 12 social media sites, how do you keep up? How do you decide which one to use? And which one of them is going to get you the best result for your circumstance? The reason I call it the dangerous dozen is because it's dangerous to assume that you can do everything yourself. That's a good point. How can you do a podcast and a blog and a live stream and be on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Google Plus and Pinterest all at the same time? You can't. You just can't. So once you know that, once you know that it's okay that you don't have to do it, you can just pick the ones you like and you can leverage them. And if you've been following my story, you know that I'm the Twitter dude. I am right. the top 1% in the world on Twitter because I do Twitter all day. I learn all of the new things. I'm always playing around with things. I'm always researching things. And what that means is that I don't have time for Snapchat or Periscope or Facebook Live or Google+. I just don't have time. And that's okay. So this first section is about the idea of what are the dangerous dozen? How do they differ? 
And how can you benefit as a coach or a small business by using them? I think probably the best place to start is starting with the ones that you already know, Stacey, and decode there and then build. What ones are you using? What ones do people mostly know, do you think? I think most people are more, I mean, if they're not using Twitter, which, you know, the the younger generation, maybe the, the under 30 love Twitter. Um, but I would think that most of them are using Facebook and LinkedIn. Okay. Facebook and LinkedIn. Let's start there. So Facebook has been so clever in making you think that all you need is Facebook and you can run your whole business out of Facebook, which some people do. So Facebook is very robust, 1.6 billion users. Billion users. Wow. Oh, fifth of the planet have a Facebook page. So, I mean, it's very sensible to start there. And I still use Facebook every day. We chat via Facebook. It's a great way to chat. I post little things about what I'm doing personally, and I also have a business page. They have a very, very robust ad platform that you can use if you want to promote your stuff. Um, they now have a, a, a live streaming feature called uh, Facebook Live, which is very popular, so that you can do that live streaming piece if you don't want to use Periscope or Blab, which is I, the ones I prefer. Um, so, you know, really it is a one-stop shop. I actually once used the analogy that Facebook is like a shopping centre and you can pretty much get everything you want there. Of kind. There's a coffee shop, there's a dry cleaner, there's a supermarket, there's a cafe, there's a, a, a place you can buy shoes, you can buy music, you can hang out with your mates, you can buy candles, you can probably get a massage. So Facebook is a little bit like a shopping centre and it has a bit of everything. It has a bit of everything. Right. It doesn't do everything really well, but it has a bit of everything. It's a very, very good place to start. Do you find that your your coaching clients are starting with Facebook or did that, is that where they start or do they use other things? A lot of them use Facebook and I would say that a lot of them use LinkedIn. I think that's an, a second big favorite with a bunch of coaches. And they, what they do is they go in and they create this group okay. and become, set themselves up as kind of the expert and answer the questions on LinkedIn. Okay. So that seems to be a big thing to do with coaches. Let me just pick up what you said there about LinkedIn. Facebook undoubtedly, undoubtedly is the number one social media in the world 1.6 billion people now as of this recording june 2016 microsoft now owns linkedin right and they paid 32 billion dollars for it obviously this platform which is what basically a business version of facebook is an mm -hmm. extremely robust and solid way of networking with real people that are in the world to do business with each other. There's no cat videos. There's no cupcake videos. There's no kooky quotes. No. There's no rubbish. I no. personally find it a little bit boring for that reason. Yeah. But, but as you said, LinkedIn groups are an extremely interesting way to use social media to forward your thought leadership and also accumulate a bit of a tribe. Are you, are you using groups? Do you have a group or do you, do you belong to groups? I belong to a lot of groups on the air. I do um, answer questions and I do help people in other groups. I did not use this method. So of setting up my own group, but you can get to know people from your own, uh, from answering questions and helping out in other groups. 
So that's another avenue you can use. Mm. I typically use Facebook probably the most. Yeah, because Facebook has a very robust groups function, doesn't it? Everybody's there. I use Facebook quite a bit. Look, I think this is actually a very, very good strategy. Because we're, we're going to do a series of these social media spotlights, let's assume that most people have heard of or are using Facebook. Let's assume that. And everything that we talk about will be based upon that as the benchmark. Everyone's okay. got Facebook, everyone's using it, everyone knows how it works. How does that differ to how LinkedIn works? LinkedIn's much more conservative. It's not as interesting. They do have an app, and I like the Period. app. But it's, it's essentially the same idea without mm -hmm. cat videos and school, friends from school. You know, it's essentially the same idea. Not as many people, I don't know the stats, I think it's about two or 300 million. Quite a robust community. Might be more now. But the thing that's very interesting is that Microsoft saw some potential there and paid them $32 billion to buy it. So obviously it's going to be, it's going to be a major player coming forward because Microsoft is going to make sure that they get their value for money. We've, we've talked about Facebook. We've talked about LinkedIn. I personally want to talk about how Twitter fits into this mix because for a very long time, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter were called the power trio. So 300 million people use Twitter every month. That's the latest stat we have. 120 million of those live in the US. Wow. But that's a big chunk of people in your backyard that are using Twitter every day or every few days. So Twitter is very different from LinkedIn and Facebook. In some ways, totally different. If you've got a book or a blog post or an event or uh, a song or a video on YouTube, Twitter is this amazing fire hose to say, hey, this is coming. Watch this. Check this. Click this. Re please retweet this. It's this buzz builder, this idea of generating lots and lots and lots of buzz around a new idea. So right. Facebook is, is ubiquitous, 1.6 billion people. LinkedIn is professional and, and Twitter is more informational. We call it the information network. So the reason you would use Twitter, and I want to do a whole section on Twitter in a subsequent podcast because that's, that's my patch, but Twitter is, the, the, is really, really useful if you've got a book, a song, a blog post, an event, you've been interviewed on the telly and you want to tell everyone really quickly. Hmm. It's, it is, I personally use it for networking, but it's a bit harder to do it that way because we get these auto DMs which really piss me off. But it's not as – it doesn't have a, a group feature – that's as, as useful as the other ones. You can sort of send group DMs, but it's a bit clunky. But it's a totally different, a totally different scenario. What's your take on Twitter as it relates to coaches, and how how would it be useful for someone in business? Well, I mean, I think what you just said just now made a lot more sense. I mean, using it for blasting out your information and and driving them to your page, your Facebook, your whatever it is you need to do. It's a great driving tool. It's your car. It's your vehicle. And I think that would be a great way to use it. It's also a good way to find pe that people can find you and then say, hey, let me go over here and, and learn more about them. And, yeah, so they get to know you a little bit through Twitter. It's not one that I use a lot. I know it's your favorite vehicle, but it, it's not it, it's not one that I use a lot. So, but I see coaches use it all the time. So the two things I got from what you just said there is that Twitter is great for traffic, and Twitter is great for discovery. Right. 
It's a great discovery tool, right? Right. But I want to share, because we both have had blog talk radio shows, I want to share this really amazing story. We did a blog talk radio show uh, called Career Success Radio, which is still there, 108 shows on iTunes. And we did a lot of shows around how to find a job, what to do uh, to get a resume, how to prepare for an interview. And there was one particular uh, episode we did called Help, I Need a Job, because a lot of people had said we really need some job search tools. Now, that particular show was downloaded 1,800 times in three days in 127 countries. Wow. And the way I did that was Twitter. The way I, because what happened, the reason I'm into Twitter so much is when I was doing the Blog Talk radio show, I would do a show on the Monday morning and then I would put it on LinkedIn and then I'd put it on Facebook and then I'd put it on Twitter and I'd compare because that's my job. I compare things. And sure, some people had come to it from Facebook and some people had come to it from LinkedIn. But I noticed that there was this huge spike in downloads every time I tweeted something. Huge spike. And right. I just, I got really, really interested in that and I started researching it. And then I started to really get interested in it. And then suddenly people were asking me, well, can you talk, can you teach me how you did that? And that's actually the historical context for me becoming a Twitter coach. I've, I've been using it so long and I've had so many tremendous results that I've actually developed a system around that. We can talk about that in a subsequent podcast. So traffic and pushing your material out at light speed is really the essence of what Twitter does well, which I believe is not possible on the other sides without paying, you know, exorbitant amounts. No, you're right. You're right. Because I mean, at least on Facebook, you're limited to how many people you can have, at least on your personal page and on the branded page, like their, your fan page, if you want to call it that you have to boost it. They only allow it to go out to so many and then you have to yeah. pay for it. And so I, I don't like that paradigm. I, I like using my own personal page to boost that information from my fan page. And then also, like you said, Twitter. So Twitter is a great place to throw out your information and have it come back at you like a boomerang. Yeah. How's that for an Australian um, reference? It's very, very good. We're now, we are now totally global on Global Social Media Day. So we've talked about the power trio, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. That's useful. I want to talk about the visual ones, and today's a bit of a decoder. We're going to chunk deeper down as we go further on. The two main visual ones are Pinterest and Instagram. Right. Instagram is a phone app. Most people have heard of it. 500 million, 500 million users now, second only to Facebook, thrashing all the others. And the reason why it's so powerful is because everyone's got a phone and everyone loves photos and they can easily post them to their phone. So I personally have not been able to ascertain a business application for that idea yet. Personally, I haven't been able to find a business application for that. I'm very interested in people's thoughts on this, but it's easy to see why people love it. You take a photo on your phone, you put it on your, on your uh, Instagram account, and then you get more followers and you interact with them on your phone. Some people right. are making money this way. Some people are actually getting people into their shop or selling products and T-shirts and events and things this way. I personally have had no success with that, but that's, that's my take on it. We can, we can dedicate a whole show to that. Pinterest, on the other hand, is a site which I personally really like, really like. Pinterest is a site that allows you to pin stuff to a board exactly like a cork board in a, a staff room. And you've got right. all these different boards. You know, so on my Pinterest account, which is pinterest.com forward slash Keith Keller AU, 
Uh, and same with Instagram, instagram.com, Keith Keller AU. You can see the immediate difference between those two visual platforms. Pinterest allows you to go much deeper with this experience. You can pin a, you can pin a great graphic, but you can also link it to an article. Right. So I've got a social media board, a Twitter board, a visual marketing board, a Facebook ads board, a LinkedIn board. So it become because I'm an informational-based person, I've got like 20 different boards on the vi different types of social media. I've got a board about mobile marketing. I've got a board about video marketing. I've got a board about podcasting. It's, much, it's like a university. And I, I, as an interesting experiment, I wanted to show, I want to share something with you that's happened since we chatted back in 2010. Sure. You know, because I'm known as the Twitter dude, I went and got the URL that AussieTwitterGuy.com. And that's, that's, we're going to talk about this in a subsequent episode. That's branding, isn't it? I'm the Aussie Twitter guy. I'm, I speak with an Aussie accent and I know about Twitter. So I went and got the URL, that Aussie Twitter guy. But as an experiment, I went and got the URL, that Aussie Pinterest guy. Because for two reasons. One is nothing lasts forever. And I'm, I'm already thinking that if, if Twitter does die and I've, I've built my whole business model on one platform, that's pretty silly. So I've now gone and I've started to research how Pinterest works because it also works for my, my mindset. It's a, it's a lovely way to share material. It's a lovely way to curate my content. It's a lovely way to share other people's content. So Pinterest is a, is a game changer. It's not as popular now as it once was. And it's, I wouldn't even say it's in the top five, but it's a lovely site. Do you have a Pinterest account? Do you know anyone who has it? How do you use it? Well, like everybody else. <laughs> I do actually have um, some uh, business-related information on there, but I use it for, you know, recipes, travel, yep. other things. But I do, have, I do have business. I do have quotes. I have other uh, things on there. That, But I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to start a separate one just for business. I think that makes sense right You know, now. The, the interesting thing that I've noticed is that, you know, there really are two types of social media users. There are mm -hmm. social media users that only think of things like friends of mine have said, I'm not on Twitter because my mates aren't on Twitter. I said, you, right. you're not selling stuff to your mates. You know, you're not selling stuff to your mates. You know, you're using yeah. social media as a platform to market your material. So a lot of people like you would use Pinterest just for personal reasons. Here's lovely roast recipes I can have. Here's lovely chocolate cake recipes I can have. Here's a really lovely page for, you know, dresses and shoes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my daughter's probably going to be going to the prom soon, so I better, I better start collating information about prom dresses, I'm guessing, just to put it in context. But some people, you know, like me, I guess, are saying, okay, what about if we flipped it and we made Pinterest to sort of a social media university? And I've got a board on every article I've ever read about mobile marketing. Right. Every article I've ever read about... Uh, visual marketing, every, any article I've ever read about podcasting. And why, why can't I just share that with you? I've read it. I've loved it. I've pinned it to my board. So right. there's two ways to look at any of these social media sites. What's the personal fun version of it? And how can I flip this to actually create some authority in my niche? We, we don't have T's in niche here. It's called niche, not niche. So, you know, how can I create authority in my niche by using these sites. So Pinterest is a lovely site for that. 
I love it. And I, and I, I haven't been using it as much because there's only so many hours in the day, but right. that's a, I think a very good decoder on uh, Pinterest versus, versus Instagram. Do you use Instagram too? Uh, do you have, do you take photos on your phone and post no. them to Instagram? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I, I personally have not been able to realistically find a business application for Instagram. I personally can't get my head around how to do that as a business, but lots of people that I know do. And I'd be interested to find them, pe those those people, and have you interview them because I just can't get my head around it. But anyway, it's a legitimate social media site, five hundred million users. It's worth considering. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. The other one, the other one I want, and just butt in when you want to make any comments here because I'm talking all the time. But the other one I want to talk about, which is thumping it, is Periscope. Now, Periscope. Right? Periscope only was only um, really mainstream for about the last year. It's it's been around for about four years, but it actually only became mainstream when Twitter bought it to take on Meerkat, which is completely gone. And the value proposition of Periscope is that you can make you can make videos on your phone wherever you are. Okay. Yeah. Now I personally don't resonate with that model. I personally prefer a site called Blab, which I'll talk about in a minute. But Periscope allows, and at this stage it's only one-on-one, -on -one, that's not going to take long to feel you can do two-to-one. But at the moment you can pick up your phone in the street and go, hey, guess what? I just went down the shops and uh, I had this idea. You know, have you ever thought of doing this? And people are using it for little daily quotes. Hey, I'm at the beach and I've just thought gratitude's a good good thing and uh, I thought it'd be just lovely to share my day. I'm at the beach having a coffee and how are you doing? And, and people are getting into the idea that, okay, we're following them along. We're following right. along their life. And because I don't do that, I don't want to do that, I've, I've never been able to really authentically use Periscope to echo my lifestyle. I prefer a site called Blab, which I'll talk about in a minute. It's not that popular, but it's it's really awesome. Um, the other one that is thumping it, which is very, very important to talk about, and it's quite similar to Periscope, is called Snapchat. Now, now again, I personally don't resonate with this style of delivery. Do you use Snapchat or Periscope? Do you want to you jump in on what, what you're using them for? I have used Periscope. Um, and just like you were saying, I want to, Hey, welcome to my world. And this is what's going on. Short little gratitude attitude kind of thing or something that I wanted to express. Uh, but I don't use Snapchat. No, no, my, my daughters do, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. So Snapchat is really popular, really popular yeah. and growing exponentially. So it's one to watch. And remember, this is a very generic, very basic introduction to them all the social media spotlight. Um, I mean, so Snapchat is one that's really, really worth watching. It's quite similar in some respects to uh, Periscope, except that the videos only last 24 hours. And they've, they've got a slightly different vibe. They're only 10 seconds or, you know, they'll, they'll change that parameter eventually. But it's, it's a little bit in the moment. Gary V once said that it's the most accurate representation of real life that he's ever seen. Hmm. Because it, like, when, you when you're talking to someone in the street, you can't record it. You know, you don't you don't see it again. You never you don't you don't come back two years later and recall this conversation you had with the butcher. If you're you know, I'm a vegetarian, so that wouldn't work for me. But the point is, you go to a cafe, you're having a coffee, and you're chatting to the barista about the weather. That's real life. You go home, you forget, and that's sort of what Snapchat's about. It's in the moment. It's gone tomorrow. 
Now, this is the exact reason I don't like it. I mean, if I'm going to go to all this trouble to create content, I want to keep it. But it's very, very big and it's very, it's very well, uh, very much worth considering. I want to talk briefly about Blab because live streaming is in the top five most dominant social media topics. The, they are, the, the topics of discussion at the moment are video marketing, uh, visual marketing, live streaming, uh, blogging, and podcasting, right? So people are starting to play around with these various types of live streaming. Facebook Live, for instance, this week introduced two people Facebook Lives. So what, we can now have this conversation via Facebook Live. Very cool. Mm -hmm. It's only a matter of time before Periscope does that. But Blab has always had that feature. In fact, you, in Blab, you can have up to four people. Now, the power of Facebook Live, the power of Facebook, oh, sorry, the power of Blab is that you can have four people recorded at any one time. Mm -hmm. You can get the audio and the video sent to your inbox. So you can repurpose them on a blog or a, a, a YouTube or on SoundCloud. Uh, it's live streaming, but it has a chat box. And the, the thing I personally love about it is you don't have to use your phone. You can use a PC, a laptop, a tablet. It's more, I think it's a much more user-friendly user system. It's not as popular as Facebook Live or Blab or Twitter because it doesn't have the push of those big companies. Have you, have you heard of this or did I introduce you to it? You introduced me to it. Okay. So it's very similar to Google Hangouts. Did you ever do Google Hangouts? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. So, Blab is new to me, but it's not your favorite paradigm to use. Well, video is something that I'm exploring because people want it. I personally love podcasting. And we're recording this on Zoom, and I can see you, and we may even right. release this video or series of videos. But the point is I love this format. It's HD video. But, you know, you've got to dress up. I've got to, I've got to have a shave and do my hair and you know, put a tie on, and, and you know, you've got to do makeup if you want to. And there's a little bit of extra work. Right. So, it doesn't suit video doesn't suit everyone but increasingly people need to do video and zoom is a very very good way to do that but it's not it's not technically a social media site because it's not live and it's not interactive but it's a fantastic as you can see uh, we're you know we're recording these now um what's your take on live streaming video blab uh, facebook live periscope and these sorts of things do you, have you tried it do you see it taking off do you see a business application I think it's a wonderful paradigm. I have watched coaches starting to use that, uh, especially high level coaches. And I think it reaches people in a way that they haven't been reaching yeah. uh, their potential clients, potential customers. Uh, you know, it's a way for them to come into your life and get to know you and you can teach something and get out. So yeah. I think there's a lot of good uses for it actually. So I, I, I love it. I love the idea of streaming in. I think, I think we're going to start now seeing a lot of uh, extensions of this. I know that YouTube this week released, they've been planning it for a while, but they released a version. Tumblr now has a version. I think right. Samsung's playing around with it. I mean, think, wouldn't it be great to combine um, live streaming with 3D VR technology so that you can there actually you do a live stream in 3D? 
I think that's where Samsung might play with that. So the advantage of the live streaming and the, the, the value proposition is that you can do a short coaching session on Facebook Live or Periscope or Blab and anything else that comes out after this podcast and your clients see you this is the right. value, this is actually the value proposition of live streaming i mean right. to the people that are doing it they don't need to be coaxed you know if if people don't mind just grabbing their phone and rollerblading down the street then okay good on you i i'm, I'm personally never going to do that but the value proposition of a business person live streaming has enormous benefits once you get your head around the idea that video is that sort of fear fact thing, if you can turn well, it on and talk, enormous, enormous potential. Well, with the selfie generation, which is basically what we've seen with everybody taking a thousand pictures and posting them everywhere, it only makes sense that this is the next step, that it's the video. I mean, that's why we're seeing Periscope, Snapchat, and et cetera coming along and, and, and Facebook Live is because that's the next step. The next evolution from selfies everywhere is, hey, it's me everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, and reaching out and then being able to communicate to people what you have, what you're trying to, yeah. what you're trying to sell as opposed to them having to read it all. We are more visual than we are anything. So, I mean, the majority of the people are visual. We, we have decided that today this is an audio-only experiment because we weren't ready. Uh, I didn't have my face on, so to speak. But <laughs> I, I suspect because this is going so well that we should probably make these Zooms in the future. Okay. Um, just so, so people who are hearing this as a podcast are thinking, okay, something else is coming. But this is going so well that I think we need to honour the fact that live streaming and video marketing is so powerful now that it mm -hmm. is it's almost impossible to run a business without including video. I definitely think that that I, I've been saying for years that you need to have at least a video on your website, that you have to need to have people doing videos for you, uh, like in recommendations on your website. You need to have, so a video in my book has been something that you need to do for at least, I guess, seven or eight years. Mm. I've been saying something like that you need to be doing this. So I think this is the perfect next step. And yeah, and, and my podcast, I would these podcasts, I'd like to see them be videos. This one, I like that it's an audio because it's kind of fun to play with it. We're playing with Zoom and having a good time with it. But at the same time, you know, I think it makes sense that they are video so people can see you and get to know you. I mean, Keith Keller is a nice, nice guy and you can see all his, you can hear his uh, dynamic personality, but he's also something to behold. He is definitely energetic and fun. So you'll see that when you see that's him. A, that's a lovely thought. And given that we're, our history has been blog talk radio, which is traditionally only audio, only right. audio. Um, this is the this is the evolution of that story. It's like five years. Mm -hmm. We recorded some videos, some radio shows in two thousand and ten. And if yes. you were to say then, what do you think's coming? I don't think you would have guessed. There's just no way you would have. If I was to transport you six years into the future, you would have been guessing we'd be doing this. No, I wouldn't have guessed. Because things are moving at light speed, yeah. Well, that's tech. That's how it's been from the very get-go. You know, everything has just been moving at light speed since the, the 80s <laughs> and my book. 
So um, we've talked a lot about live streaming. We've talked about Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. We've talked about the uh, the visual ones, uh, Instagram and Pinterest. Uh, we've talked about briefly. We've talked about Google Plus and how uh, Pet Blab is a version of the Google Hangout. Uh, what I want to talk a little bit about is podcasting. Podcasting is something that. Uh, we've been doing ever since 2010, but it's really coming into its own now. 20% of people interviewed recently said that really, I, if I was to take in information, I would prefer to listen to it. I'm busy. I walk the dog every day, but I don't have time to sit in front of a video screen for two hours or an hour or 20 minutes. I don't have time to read. I don't like reading, but I love listening. So about 20% of people are now starting to take their information in as a podcast. And what that means is, that if you can get your head around doing that, and we're doing this now, you can you can record lovely interviews with people which are useful. And what I personally use is a, is a process called SoundCloud. You have your sounds in the cloud. There's right. several other versions of this story, but SoundCloud is my favourite for a couple of reasons. And the way that, that it works is you simply just record the audio on whatever you're doing, whether you're on Skype or you're on Zoom or wherever you record it. And you upload the uh, MP3 to SoundCloud and then you add right. a graphic. And then you've got a link you can share on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And the way SoundCloud works, I really love this site. It's three hours of content for free. So, you know, six half-hour interviews or 12, 15-minute interviews. And then once you hit that barrier, there's a fee based on how much you use. And their, their site is $16 a month for unlimited unlimited material and the reason i love that is because i've got 158 interviews now on on soundcloud and i'm very proud to say that i've been interviewed all over the world and whenever that happens and this is a very 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 good lead for people whenever you're interviewed by someone else an external person that gives you the kudos to talk you want to be leveraging that you want to be putting that somewhere for other people to share so right. i've now been interviewed by stacy Stacey thinks enough of me to take time out of her day to interview me and ask me some questions. Now, that has a hell of a lot more power than me just getting on and saying, you know what, I'm pretty good. I've got an idea. I thought of this today. What do you think? Now, that's personally why I don't resonate with the monologue style. I've never resonated right. with monologues. I don't listen to monologues and I don't like doing them. But I love, I love listening to interviews. I love interviewing others and I love being interviewed. And as I said, I've been interviewed 158 times now. And where, wow. I, where do I put that? I put that all on soundcloud.com. So all, and if you go to soundcloud.com forward slash Keith Keller, all of my interviews from the history of time have been there, are there. Every one, including yours from right. the profiles of success. So all of the interviews, it's a great way of cataloging and we, we're going to probably do a whole section on this idea of podcasting. But as you get your mojo around branding and you're interviewed on other people's shows, the, the amount of people that I know that say, you know what, I don't know where they are. I never did get a recording. Never did get around to that. Never got around to it because we're busy. As you said off the call, you were, you were running about three magazines and editing all your own stuff and life just gets busy. Yeah. So if you have this lovely place, soundcloud.com, to put all your stuff, you can now tell the universe, okay, I'm ready. If anyone comes to me and says, I want to interview you, I can say yes. 
and I can get a recording and I can tell the world. Next week I'm being interviewed in Sydney. Last week I was interviewed in uh, New York. Today I'm being interviewed in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And this is how the world works. Yesterday I was interviewed in Auckland. You know, this is how the world works. It's a, it's a lovely way to share what you have. And I love it because it means that I don't have to put my face on. But eventually, eventually this sort of stuff will turn into videos. Eventually I'll start doing video interviews. I haven't yet done any video interviews, but I'll start doing those. So soundcloud.com is a lovely way to explore podcasting. What I'd love to do is ask you, because you're a very prolific podcaster, what was your history around podcasting and how did you use it to leverage your business? You did blog talk radio for a very long time. How did you leverage these and what was the the tangible results other people can see from from doing interviews? Well, okay, I, I started mine in 2008. So I, I know you were around for a while. When did you start? September 2008. Okay, yeah, mine was August 8th, 2008, because it was uh, the Infinity Day. That was the day I chose to do it. Kind of like we're doing social, global social media day today. Um, so I chose Infinity, and that was my first show. And I loved it. I had so much fun. I did three radio shows. They were leveraged into two magazines, two of them. Two of the shows were into two magazines. I could also send it out to my clients. I could send it out to my newsletter list. I could, you know, hey, this is what I'm doing right now. Um, It was also transcribed. I had it transcribed and it was using magazines, but I could also send out the transcription. So I got to use it. I had a great time doing it. In fact, I have five years of radio shows that have not even been heard in the can, ready to go. I know. Yeah, I don't, I haven't even, uh, I haven't decided how I'm going to use those because I definitely want to because there were some great interviews. Like I've interviewed Jack Canfield, Neil Donald Walsh. Uh, Goodness gracious. I've I've interviewed so many people and I had a great time doing it. I love the interview style like you. You and Mm. I both agree on that. I don't want to listen to somebody just talk um, like, similar to you, but I, I like to hear interviews. I like have, hearing the go back and forth between the two people. So I think that's a, a wonderful paradigm, but I also like the idea of video and going back and forth in video, even though you may just be seeing each other and people, they can watch that or they, cause they can, you get so much information from how people move how they look when they're talking, etc. Not just hearing them, but actually seeing them changes a lot, I think. I, I, think that's that's I, I actually think that's our next project, that we should, yeah. make, we should make the social media spotlight either a blab or a Zoom, just mm-hmm. for two reasons. One is to show people how to do it. But second of right. all, the value proposition of me speaking here with my home office in the background, I look like I know what I'm talking about. The sun is shining. My hair's okay today. I've got my glasses on. I sh- probably should have had a shave, but no one needs to know that. And, you know, you look lovely. It's a, you know, it's a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. We're real no, people. <laughs> We're real people, aren't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And we enjoy talking to each other. We've talked to each other uh, weekly. Keith and I talk to each other all the time now. Yeah. So, but, but, you know, I think it's important to talk about why video is so powerful now and what types of videos people should be doing. What do you think? Oh, okay. So we know for sure that 40% of people when interviewed said they prefer to take in their information Mm -hmm. uh, by video. 
40% of people still prefer to read. They prefer to print it out and read it on the train or get a book or buy a book. People still buy books. You know that? can't believe I that. do. I buy books and I read. I would prefer to read the transcript. I have, I looked at it today. I have an hour's worth and that's it of videos open four different links for videos and they're just on pause because I don't want to sit there and just watch it. Yeah. But that's just me. I would rather read the transcript. So I'm, I'm the transcript girl. Well, that's interesting because we'll be doing transcripts of the podcast for people and they don't cost very much to do. So I'm happy to do that. So 40% of people want to do video. 40% of people want to read 40, 20% of people want a podcast. So right. the big question is the big, the big answer to the question why video is that 40% of people want it. 40% of your potential clients want to see you. Right. on a video so that's the reason to do it that's the first reason to do it the second the second question is well what type of video should you be doing a live streaming video like periscope or facebook live which is sort of in the moment and a bit more spontaneous which is huge at the moment mm -hmm. or should you do something more like zoom or a sort of produced video on youtube which has that production value which gives you a chance to really leverage the the material and add lovely graphics and I, I believe position yourself slightly more professionally. One, one of the reasons why I personally don't resonate with video is because I've seen it done so badly so often. Right. And, and I've said to myself, you know, up until this moment in time, I was prepared to believe that you knew what you were talking about. Now I know for sure that you don't. Because You're talking to me? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, when, I, when I've actually been watching, sorry, I said it that part out. <laughs> when I've been watching videos on, um, on someone's site and they've thrown up this really quick, cheapy video on portrait mode with lots of background and, and dodgy stuff, I'm thinking up until now, I, I, I was playing the game. I was prepared to say that actually this person looks all right. Looks like they know what they're talking about. Now right. that I've seen this two-star dodgy video, my, my opinion of you has completely changed. So the reason why I personally don't resonate with video is because I want to make sure that if I do a video, I'm positioning myself at my best. Right. And so many people do videos off the cuff in the moment in the car, at the shopping centre, in their trackies, at the right. beach. And, and I personally am not interested in seeing that side of them. Some people are, and I get that. Right. But when I want to watch a video, I want to see that this person knows what they're talking about. They're sharing value. It's interesting. It's well documented. It's well produced. So the real question about video for everyone listening is, do you want, do you, now that we know 40% of people want to do them, mm -hmm. the question is, or want to watch them, the question is, do you want to do the live streaming video as a conscious decision? Because it's a lot easier. You just push play. You just push record and it's on. Or do you want to position yourself as the expert in your field? So what, what's your take on live streaming videos versus produced videos as a marketing tool? Okay, for me, I think that Zoom, um, using the more professional look is a great way to go. But I'm not against the idea, um, and you're, and you're going to disagree with me, but I'm not against the... Facebook Live or or the Periscope because I think there is a need for people to kind of get to know, like, and trust you, not just what you do and sell, but also who you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with doing 
I, if, as long as the predominant, the most of your work is professional, I think it's okay to throw in a couple of, hey, I'm about to go on stage and, and do an event, and I just wanted to say this to you. I think there's a way to do it where it makes you come across as still yeah. good. I, I still don't want to see you at the beach, but if you want to do yourself at the beach, that's fine. I don't have to watch those. I can still watch the professional ones. Like you said, you don't want to see that. Um, but other people want to know, hey, this is your family. This is what you do. This is who you are. And they do like to know your backstory or they wouldn't be watching, you know, uh, late night TV or, you know, the, all the talk shows. Uh, you on, know, the, on, the, the interesting thing here is that I read an article this week that said that millennials don't watch TV. Millennials don't watch TV. They watch Snapchat, Periscope, live, Facebook Live videos. If they've got a bit of leisure, they're not going to turn the telly on and search through the channels. They might if they were watching Game of Thrones or they've got a show they like. But the majority of millennials now watch videos on their device where they are. And the, the big players in the market, and it's really good that some of our clients can position themselves for this, this role, some of the big players in the market say, you know what, I deliberately do these off-the-cuff moments because I want people to know that I'm a real person. Okay, right. I made $18 million last year, and that's great, and that's very exciting, and I can teach you how to do that. But in my personal time, I really like pistachio ice cream. Right. They want to get to know you. They want to know that they, they want to get to know you and like you and, and find out more about you. And that, that's always been true that they want, you know, that's what a lot of people sold is like access to you. Mm. And I think that paradigm is shifting that you're giving it to them, this access, but not necessarily access to your information. Mm. You know, they still have to pay for that. But at the same time, they get to know you and they get to really like you and trust you and find out, hey, is this somebody I really want to work with? I res Do I resonate with them, yeah. really? And I, really? I really like this discussion. I think you're changing my mind about the whole idea of live streaming. I think we should, when Facebook Live, if Facebook Live becomes available in Australia on an Android, there's two things there, Australia and Android. Uh, when that becomes available on in Australia on an Android and we can do two-person Facebook Lives, we should pioneer that. We should <laughs> actually, we should, because um, I don't like the monologue style, but I'd be very happy to play around with t talking to you on my phone, which means I could go to the beach, which is my favourite spot in the world. Mine too. Yeah. And so I could actually sh say, okay, here I am sitting on the deck of my favourite cafe near the river, and this is where I come to for my inspiration, and I'm giving you a little bit of inspiration as to what my life is like. I get there's some value there. And I want, right. I want to, I want to share, uh, let's close on this idea because I want to, I want to do a whole show on sales funnels. Okay. Yeah. So what I personally do in regards to what you've just said there with videos is that I offer, I have a free ebook and I have 158 podcasts that are completely free and available online at any time. But when you want access to me, my, my time, and I've got a, a, you know, my wisdom in the moment, that's when the clock starts ticking. Right. And that's a very, very strong business model. You can, you can download my ebook. I have podcasts for free. I even have visit videos now for sale. I did this really cool video in LA since we chatted last um, for actors. It was huge. But it was pre-recorded videos that you can listen to in your, at your leisure. But if someone rings me and says, mate, I need to chat to you urgently about my Twitter page tomorrow, 
okay, well, I've got to shuffle my schedule around for you. I don't mind doing that, but that's not free. And that's when the right. clock starts ticking. So I think you're right. Videos give people a sense of what they could expect in a live session. Videos give a, a person a sense. This is what Keith Keller's really like. He's got an e-book and he's got a podcast, but this is what he's actually like in li real life. Right. And I want, I want, to, I want to pay him to, to, to teach me this. So I, I actually think, you know, contrary to what I've believed up until this moment in time, that videos are going to become very, very important in the marketing of businesses from this day forward. They've probably, all, as you said, always been there. But with live streaming video, we're going to see an explosion, aren't we? Right. I mean, think of it like a commercial, except that it's online. I mean, it doesn't have to be used that way. It can be used in many, many different ways. But, I mean, it's basically effectively a TV show or a commercial or whatever, however you want to use it, an infomercial. There's all kinds of applications that can be used, and I would not be surprised if I didn't see that in the near future. Mm. Like, a, like um, Truman. Right. Like the, right. The, the, I mean, that, that really sort of um, forecast the future, that show, didn't it? The guy, the guy was always on. And, and you know, right. they, they inserted product placement inside. You know, the, the wife was cooking a cherry pie and she got the can of cherries and goes, oh, lovely cherries today. What would you like with that? Would you like some of this cream with this cutlery and this lovely picture I bought from dot, dot, dot? So it, you're right. Video is just such a great medium. And mm -hmm. I, I think we should do a whole show on that. I think we should do a whole show. This particular idea has been called the social media spotlight. And today's show is really just a general introduction to what's happened and what is happening. But and I it was an introduction to you because you are going to be one of my regular guests. So I wanted you to like have the floor and uh, let everybody know what you know here. Yeah. So that's what we did is we let Keith run with the show and he did a great job. Yeah. Thank you, Keith. Well, we're so going to make these, we're going to make these a monthly thing. So I'm very very happy to share. Let's let's wrap it up and uh, get let people get on with their days. It's social media day today, so it's very early. It's only uh, about ten o'clock in the morning here. I've got a whole day of social media events that I'm going to be you know, navigating my way through. So I'm going to shoot off and do that. But uh, let's let's put this uh, podcast up today, and next time we should do this as a video. I think so. And I want to ask everybody that's listening right now, do me a huge favor since it's social media day, tweet it or share it yeah. so other people can hear it and, and see it and enjoy it. Because if you enjoyed it, please share it and give the value to others. I would greatly appreciate it. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks, Keith, for being here today. You're very well. We'll welcome. see you in about a month.